welcome to In My Mug episode 272. I even do it when people are with me. Um, uh, uh, welcome. Uh, no news, no Roland's Daft Fact, no little bits on there. Uh, we'll still be doing the map bit, but the reason for that is I'm on location. Um, I'm here at the farm that we're doing this uh, this week, which is San Sebastian. I'm joined by uh, Edgar Cabrera. <laughs> I'm the worst with names. I just know Edgar. Um, and this is my second time of coming to the farm. Um, and the first time that we've come back as a buyer, because last year we came for the first time. Um, super excited. Great trip as always. I mean, just look at that view and where we are. It's well worth it. Um, so the reason for bringing you on today is just to, you can, instead of me, I normally tell these guys all about the farm, where it is, what it's about, but... Um, First of all, where where are we exactly at the moment? Uh, we're at uh, Finca San Sebastián in the valley of Antigua. Yeah. And uh, enjoying a great day with you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Antigua you. is an amazing place. Uh, the, the, the city, it used to be the capital city, wasn't it? It used to be. Uh, Antigua used to be the capital city of Central America. Wow, the whole of Central America? The whole, yeah. Okay. And they decided to move it? They decided to move it. And, uh, and why was that? Well, there, um, there was, I guess it was just moved back in the early 1800s and uh, before Antigua, it was actually in Ciudad Vieja, which was destroyed by the Agua Volcano. Uh, big thing big over there. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're in the, in the valley of La Ermita in Guatemala City. Fantastic. So um, tell us a little bit about how old the farm is, the history, uh, things like that, if you, if you can. Yes. Uh, this farm was uh, founded in 1890, wow. so it's been uh, in the Faya family for quite a few years. And that must have been around about the time coffee was introduced in Guatemala. Well, actually, Salvador Faya, who was the, the founder of this farm, he when he bought this farm, there was a lot of sugarcane plantation. Okay. Uh, so he's, he's, he was a pioneer in, in transforming the whole region into a coffee plantation. Fantastic. So, um, what what do you grow on the farm at the moment? We know the Pacamara, because you'll remember the Pacamara that we've had on it on has been. Uh, this is a Bourbon. Yes. Um, are there any other varieties here on the farm? Yes, we have Catuai, uh, uh, we have Via Sarchi, uh, the Via Lobos, the Pache, uh, we have small lot of uh, Yellow Caturra. Uh, so, we're, we're, we've been experimenting with different varietals and, and at the moment with different processes too at the mill. And that's the great thing about this farm, that it's not just sitting there producing one coffee. There's so many different uh, different varieties, different processes, and not afraid to embrace them. Um, Villa Sarchi in Guatemala, that's unusual. Yes, we uh, decided to to do an experiment with Villa Sarchi, so we planted uh, uh, quite a few hectares uh, in the past two and a half years. And we're really looking forward to start copying those uh, those coffees. Wow, I look forward to trying them as well. So, uh, how big is the farm? How many hectares? Uh, the farm is two thousand two hundred hectares, which is huge. So it's <laughs> uh, it's it's big. Yeah. And uh, four hundred seventy-five hectares are actually planted with coffee. Okay. Then we have forty hectares of macadamia, and we have uh, almost five hundred hectares of uh, forest that we planted, and the rest of it is. Uh, uh, private uh, natural reserve that uh, we've registered with the Guatemalan uh, government. Okay. 
Okay. And how many, you, I mean, I know this question, but I'm going to ask you, how many people have you got working on the farm at the moment? Well, right now, at the moment, we're in the middle of our harvest, and uh, we're around 800 people uh, working here. We usually have like 200 people working all year round, and this is that exciting time of the year when we have the pickers come and help us uh, pick our coffee. And, uh, it's pretty busy down here right now. It certainly is, and there are a lot of people around and uh, lots of families. Where, where did the pickers come from? Because I'm guessing that you can't just get 600 people from the local community. They, uh, we have some from the local community, but most of them come from the west side of Guatemala. Area called Quiche, yeah. and they've been coming uh, to this farm for several generations to to help us pick the coffee. And there's a definite family feel as you go around the farm. There are lots of families, and and, and, and what things do you do for the employees to help them? Have you got like I, yes. I noticed we passed a school and, and things like that. Yes, we uh, we have a school. Uh, that school was founded in the 40s, in 1946, if uh, I'm not wrong, and we. That school is open not just for employees, but it's open also to the whole community of San Miguel Duenas, which is the town next to the farm. Um, we're excited with the school. We've been uh, making it grow in the past few years. We have a very exciting project coming up for that school. We're going to expand the school, hire more teachers. We want to be able to uh, reach more kids, and, and that's a project that we're working on right now. Uh, we also have a clinic um, on, on another family farm that is next door to this one where we supply medical services to the, the whole community. So we've been uh, trying to supply the two most important things right now, uh, health and education. And this is the thing that, you know, people ask me a lot of the times why I come to visit farm. really to get a feel for... Uh, how people are looked after who work on the farm because you can pay a good price but if that doesn't come down to the people who are working here then there's not a lot of point in doing it and there's a different feeling of community um, and that people are happy uh, and enjoying their work and um, you know it's been it's been really encouraging to see um, it's a beautiful farm it's so well maintained there's going to be lots of photos going up of this um, in the future but what we're going to do now is going to wrap you on pause and we're going to go down to the patios uh, and I'm going to show you the natural coffee that's growing down there and Great. hopefully I'm going to do a bit of a tasting, but thank you very much for joining me on oh, camera. You're welcome. It's Great awesome. to have you here. Thank you. So down at the drying patios now, you can see all of the naturals drying here. Um, just behind me here, you've got some of the washed coffees drying as well. Um, and before we get to the tasting, I think it's time to send you off to the mat bit. Waving. Bye. Off you go. Clear off. Um, you can see the postman's there on that as well. He's just collecting everything, collecting all the in my mugs. So we're going up and we're going across to Central America, which is where I am, um, as you have just seen. And um, Central America, you've got Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala, but not Mexico, funnily enough. Um, I didn't know that until recently, until somebody pulled me up. Um, we're going to be looking at Guatemala. So uh, Guatemala, our interesting fact is that the first ever chocolate bar was made there by the Mayans, I think it is. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, the interesting non-coffee related fact. But we're going to go down to Antigua. And if you look there, you can actually see the Antigua volcano. I think that is amazing. Just seeing those two volcanoes there and... 
Uh, Antigua used to be the capital city of Guatemala, but there were so many uh, earthquakes and volcano eruptions that they moved it to Guatemala City. But Antigua stays, and it's a beautiful, beautiful town. Uh, but we're looking at San Sebastian, so we're zooming down. Can you see me on the patios? I'm waving again. Come on, zoom down a bit more. No, oh, it won't zoom down anymore, so you can't see me. But I'm there, and... Um, We'll go down to the uh, the floor here. Doesn't look so high, but it's still around about 1,700, 1,800 metres. Um, you can see the lowest point is the Pacific Ocean, and the highest point is a volcano. So uh, up we go in again. Let's have another look at, see if we can get some more typography in there. So can I move it around? There we go. So, and there we go. That was the map bit. So we're back, I uh, hope you enjoyed the map bit and um, we're back here on the patio with the coffee, drinking coffee which is pretty cool I think. It's definitely a first that we've been on the space drinking it where we were. Um, my AeroPress and Grinder, don't you think they make a good tripod? Oh, beautiful. Awesome tripod. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's dive into the coffee and uh, see what we think. So. The natural coffee is is very different to the washed and pulled naturals, isn't it? I mean, it's obviously, it's different because you leave it on the cherry. But what do you, differences do you find in the cup? What what are the major things that stand out? Well, I think it's the full cup where where you is very intense. Yes. Uh, it's a flavor that you're not used to it. Yes. And and it makes a, a great cup of coffee if you're the kind of person who wants to experiment and to try something new and different. That's right. I mean, people talk about in uh, in coffee that they want something strong. And I don't like the word strong. I think powerful is better. And this is very powerful coffee. Um, it's got a big body, great mouthfeel. Um, there's a real dark chocolate note for me Absolutely. on the start. Like, and a real kind of baker's chocolate type there. But there's a little bit of like dried fruit as well. Yes. Um, I kind of think currant sultanas. Um, and this is brewed, like we're, we're having, we're not using my AeroPress, we're using the French presses that we've got here. And this is absolutely perfect in the French press, it's worked really well. Um, I like the fact that with naturals as well, they can work really well in espresso because it gives you those base notes. Yeah. It just shows what a difference the processing makes in the cup. So how long do you leave your naturals drying here on the patios? We leave them for around 20 to 22 days. Okay. And how does that compare to drying the washed coffee that I showed them on the camera earlier? Well, there's a, a big difference. Uh, a washed coffee will be half the time, okay. around 10, 11 days. So, so when you're needing patio space, naturals, I guess, can take up a lot of space for you. Absolutely. So it's uh, they take more time to, to manage yeah. uh, space, but I think it's worth it. Yeah, and they need, I guess they need to be turned more often as well because of the, the cherries for Yes, and yes, and absolutely. And the guys here do a great job of keeping these coffees turning and, and, and rotating around. Well, listen, thank you very much for coming on camera with me, guys. Uh, thank you very much for an awesome coffee, and I'm sure the people watching will kind of say, and do remember, because I'm going to do it anyway, life is too short for bad coffee. <laughs>